This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Tony Stennett, Media Relations Director at MTSU for Women's Basketball, going to join us today, and the women play tonight against Troy. Tony, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Lonnie. Um, interesting game tonight against Troy. Um, in a game, I think, you know, it's been obviously well documented. You guys had a a major setback with two weeks of quarantine. This would not have been the ideal game to be your first game, in my opinion, because you didn't have your legs. That was obvious against Belmont with the free throw shooting, shots coming up short, things like that, albeit just a six-point loss. But this Troy team is kind of the female version of the old Loyola Marymount men. They just take it and go with it. They do, and, um, you know, they are top ten in the country in scoring 92 points a game. They lead the country in rebounding, 55 rebounds a game. And, um, you know, they they get up and down. They're a very very exciting brand of basketball. And they're one of those teams, like you said, like Loyola, they're just going to try to outscore you. So that makes the games very exciting and generally, you know, some pretty high-scoring affairs. Um, and, and the thing about Troy is, you know, uh, Lady Raider fans through the years back in the Sun Belt can remember how Middle Tennessee just dominated Troy. We're 19-1 and one against them all time, most of those games and wins coming under Coach Insel, and a lot of those blowouts. I mean, I can remember 80- and 90-point games to where Troy would only score in the 30s or maybe in the 40s, well, it's a much different uh, Troy team these days. Um, the Trojans have uh, won the Sun Belt last year. They have been picked as the preseason favorite again this year, and they also won the league a couple years ago. So they've won the Sun Belt two out of the last three years, and they're picked to win it again this year. So um, uh, a very, very big challenge and a really good team that, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because, you know, like you said, Troy gets up and down. They want a very fast-paced game. Um, so far, you know, in the three games Middle Tennessee has played, um, Coach Ensel has basically used seven players. Um, so not a real deep bench. Um, I would expect some 
some of those freshmen to see a little more action tonight in a game like this. But um, that's kind of what I'm interested to watch for is if they are able to kind of wear us down. Um, you know from your years of covering the Lady Raiders, Coach Insel has played, had teams where he's only played five or six girls and they go the distance and are as good at the end as they are at the beginning. Um, I do think at the start of this season, what you said a moment ago has impacted us with the legs. Probably not as um, are in good a shape as we would have been prior to the quarantine there around Thanksgiving. And to your point, you know, it kind of showed with free throw shooting against Belmont. But even the last two games against Tulane and TCU, both of those games, the Lady Raiders were down two with a chance to win in the last 10 seconds, um, despite all of that. So, you know, I think that all things considered, uh, the start is not what Coach Insel would have liked or even envisioned. But the fact that the team is in these games, even though they had to be out for two weeks and are probably not in the, the best of shape as yet, uh, still tells you something about the talent that uh, the Lady Raiders possess. Yeah, you know, you look, I mean, all their opponents uh, are, are very, very high-quality opponents. And I guess one thing that you look at is MTSU has led going to that final period, I think, two out of the three, maybe all three. And um, and I think when you talk, when, you know, we talk about legs, you don't have your legs. Um, when you miss two weeks of practice – uh, you're gonna get out of shape. Just, I mean, that's just the bottom line. They just hasn't. They haven't had the. I don't know if it's strength, legs, whatever, uh, to close them games out. Which is usually, if middle's leading going to the fourth quarter, yeah, I, you pretty much bank that. Exactly, and um, you know, to your point uh, against TCU, uh, middle was up. One, one or two at halftime, came out in the third quarter, had a great third quarter. In fact, led that game by as much as 11 in the third quarter. And I think just to your point, um, in the fourth quarter, it kind of caught up to them. And um, shots just started falling a little short. Uh, in fact, the potential go-ahead three by Aislinn Hayes with seven seconds to go looked right on line but ended up just coming just short of uh, going through couple of those uh, potential game winners there against Tulane rimmed out, you know. So uh, we are right there, but to your point, the fourth quarter in particular, uh, the shooting percentage has not necessarily been as good as what we are accustomed to with Coach Rick Ensel teams going down the stretch. But you're exactly right. Um, if Middle Tennessee leads in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, um, you can pretty much – chalk that up as a win you know and you look at this game tonight against a team a troy team that just gets it up and down you can be up 12 and turn around in two minutes and the game's tied uh, i would think against them it's avoiding those spurts where they they can reel off 10 points in no time is going to be a key trying to keep you know keep that from happening yeah, and, um, you know, we last played them two years ago. Same coach, same style of basketball. And to your point there, um, I remember Middle Tennessee was down eight at Troy 
with about two minutes and eight seconds to go. And this kind of just shows you that, you know, to me in that situation, you've got to pull it out, run some clock. You know, if they foul you, get to the line and hit some shots, uh, free throws down the stretch. Troy never thought about slowing it down. They, they seemed to only know one speed, and they kept the pedal on the metal. The problem was they, uh, they missed some clutch shots in the last, you know, minute and a half there, and the Lady Raiders rallied from eight down to win that game by, I think, eight to ten points. And that swing all took place there in about a minute and a half when games are usually just filled in one. So um, I don't think you're going to see a Troy team that at any point is going to look to slow it down. And that also lends to those spurts being, um, you know, more commonplace. But, um, you know, Coach Insel, they, they, right, we had four, four starters in double figures against TCU and a fifth player with nine points. So, you know, they're spreading the wealth, but um, a couple players have really, really stood out in the first three games. And I'm interested to see tonight what Anastasia Hayes does um, offensively based on the fact that Troy's not worried about playing a lot of defense, just outscoring you. I mean, Anastasia's ninth in the country in scoring, averaging uh, 26 and a half a game. And um, she has scored 24 or more in seven straight going back to last year. I mean, she could score 40 tonight, um, just the way she's going. And, and I mean, she's shooting it well. Uh, she's shooting it well from distance and mid-range. But what kind of goes unnoticed with Anastasia is how she impacts the game in so many areas. She is. She just missed a triple-double at TCU. Um, she's leading the Conference uh, conference USA in scoring, and uh, she's top ten, actually top five in rebounding, and she leads the league in assists. So, you know, um, just an outstanding all-around player. And then another one um, who may not get all the headlines but is also just having a great start is Alexis Whittington. Double figures in every game, um, six-plus rebounds in every game. And I think Alexis is just one that just plays the game and doesn't say a lot, uh, but just a outstanding, very, very solid player. You know, it's funny. You said she could go for 40. I was going to ask you, uh, this is a game where they might need her to get near 40 because they'll probably need every one of them. Oh, exactly. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, to, you know, me seeing the games, um, first three games, I don't see Anastasia forcing shots or, or, you know, just trying to, you know, play it one on three or anything. Everything she's doing comes within the offense. And I think that's evidence, uh, just the last game is, you know, 20, I think 28 points. Uh, but she also had 14 rebounds. She's a, you know, a five, seven, five, eight guard pulling 14 rebounds. Uh, against a really big TCU team, and then eight assists, and uh, easily could have had 12. I know there was at least four opportunities where she gave the ball up um, to wide open threes, and the shots just didn't fall. But, um, you know, not only do I think she could put up those kind of numbers tonight, I mean, if you really think about it, Monty, that's just five or six more shots than she's been hitting in a regular game. Yeah. Well, should be a fun one, and uh, looking forward to that tonight. Uh, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals. 
since founded in 1906. We're joined today by Tony Stennett, the Women's Media Relations Director for MTSU uh, Lady Raider Basketball. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's a slick pig barbecue, spicy wings and Brunswick stew, everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too. Ribs so tender don't need to chew. Well, come on, folks, I'm telling you, it's a slick pig barbecue. In 1920 East Main, you're gonna love the pig. The slick pig barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. The masks are most effective when the people around you are wearing them, and they work best when everybody's wearing them. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. You know, you think of the country's economy going down because of all these things, and that's absolutely true in every single way. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Wear it in public and just get used to it. Parks Auction, we handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Stennett. He's in charge of media relations for Lady Raider basketball again tonight. The Lady Raiders play host to Troy. Let me ask you this, Tony. You've been in the gym. Um, MTSU is one of um, a select group of programs across the country that has a true home court advantage with no fans. Have you talked to any of the players about not having the fans? Because to me, the fans, they don't necessarily affect the other team as much as they energize the home team. And I think that's why you've seen like Duke and on the men's side, they've lost two home non-conference games, and that's never happened in one year. So talk about the fan aspect not having them. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, Monty, I have talked to some of the players about that. And uh, the players I talked to, one of the first things that they mention is how different it is and how much they miss running through the tunnel, coming out for the game, and the fans just on their feet welcoming them, you know, welcoming them to the court. Uh, so that it, it starts from the very beginning of the game. That you know, the indication seems to be, in, and I think you know, you don't, you want to say you never take that for granted because you truly appreciate your fans. But because our fans are so consistent 
and the entrance to the game is just so so big every time. You just kind of get used to it and you expect it. And uh, now even even Coach Insel has made the comment. It just feels different coming out now. You know, kids still have to play and and you still have to go through it, but it seems more like kind of what we see when we go on the road in some of these games is just playing in an empty arena for the most part, other than family. And again, to your point, you know, um, the one thing I really think we miss is I have seen times, many, many, many times in this arena, you know, from the time I was a student until now, which is a long time, I have seen these fans, you know, during certain, because they're intelligent basketball fans, and when they know this team needs a boost and they get on their feet, there's been times they've almost willed them to, to win. And I could sense that that was lacking against Belmont. You know, in the second half, there would be times when you would kind of get on a little run, and it's those times the fans would come to their feet and help push you over the top and push you over the hump. And um, that's just lacking now. Even to the point of not having the pet band, you know, the band of blue, which is just outstanding and adds such great atmosphere. But with um, Lady Raider basketball through the years, especially, well, since Coach Insel has been here primarily, you could bank on 2,000-plus in the stands every time you run out into the arena. And, uh, you know, the team has been top 25 nationally in attendance in 13 of Coach's 15 years. So you can definitely feel a difference there. I know the, the players and coaches appreciate, you know, the, the, the families and the people who are here. But, you know, in an 11,500-seat arena, and all of a sudden now there's less than 50, it's a huge difference. And um, I do think it takes away one of the advantages that you have. I heard Nick McDevitt uh, comment here in the last couple weeks about even without the fans, it's still our house and it's still our home court and all of that. And I totally agree with that and, and his assessment, but there's just something different about having all of those fans behind you and, you know, like I said, rising to their feet and stand for defense, all those traditions that we've come to know and love. And uh, now it's just kind of, it's just not there. Yeah, and, you know, and another thing about that, it, during the years when MTSU, you know, since Coach Ensel's been here, when they go on the road in a lot of places uh, they've been to, you know, you think about the Little Rocks and the Westerns and things like that, there were big crowds there. Um I think players like going on the road and playing where there's a good atmosphere because there's nothing better than somebody draining a three and to go up by seven, eight, whatever, what the case may be when the game's in the balance and just shutting that crowd up. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, you mentioned some of those places, Little Rock, Western Kentucky, so forth. Um, How many times did we see – you know, those big crowds and tournaments or just big road conference games and uh, a Chrissy Given or an Amber Holt do, you know, just the thing you're talking about and, and, and thrive in those situations. I mean, just really enjoy shutting the crowd up. Patrice Holmes, I mean, um, 
I mean, and that's kind of what competitors love to do. So I think, you know, you're exactly right. At home, you love having that behind you. But on the road, you like eliminating that aspect with your play, you know, just by taking great pride in it. So, um, it, you know, don't get me wrong. I think we're all happy, you know, and blessed that we're able to play and uh, very fortunate to have that opportunity. I'm very hopeful that come January, um, you know, come conference play, that fans will be able to return to the Murphy Center. The original plan was to have, I believe it was 15%, 1,700 in the arena, which still would have been, you know, uh, will be a nice crowd if we're able to get to that. But um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, to not forget that we are very fortunate to be able to play. Um, but it is, it is a lot different. It's been a lot of things this 2020. And, you know, and, and another point where I was like, you go to places that have good crowds, you think of all the struggles or how, you know, middle plays FIU at home and beats them 35. They go to FIU and they win by six. There's no atmosphere. Right. You know, so, I mean, the the, the lack of fans is kind of, change the dynamics i mean you still got to go out and play and you know and as you said they're fortunate that they're getting to play uh you know the football team was very fortunate they got nine games in then they had their issues uh which you know and i know middle did everything they they could possibly do to avoid that but um you know if you look at the covid tony um Back into the, if you go back into the summer, I may have known a handful of people that had gotten it. Um, I look now, it's probably over 50 people I know who've gotten it. Wow. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's been a unique year. Um, with that in mind, um, you're with the team every day. Do they test you? Yes, uh, we get tested uh, three times a week, and the results, um, you know, for example, we were tested uh, yesterday morning at 8 o'clock and had the results back first thing this morning. So we're tested three times a week and have the results back generally within 24 hours. So um, anyone who comes into contact with the team um, on a daily basis uh, has to be tested in the team protocol. For example, when we have visiting teams here, you know, this year um, – our press row and media is up on the track level, and our radio home and visitor is also on the track level. And um, the reason I mention that is those people are not tested with our team protocol, so they are not permitted on the court or uh, court level. And another interesting dynamic is that so if you do post-game interviews, which everyone does, we will not allow players and coaches up into that area. So all the post games has to be via Zoom, um, you know, and so forth. But, yeah, if you're not, um, you know, like visiting SIDs, for example, I have to reach out to them each week. And if they're not tested in their team protocol, uh, we will let them in, but they have to set up on the track level. If they are tested like myself with the team, then they're permitted to sit, you know, by the team bench. Zoom has changed our lives, hasn't it? You know, it has, and I do feel like, you know, I, I believe that even when the COVID is a thing of the past and we've moved on and, 
we're back to some sense of normalcy. Zoom is one thing that I think we'll continue to see yeah, I agree. more of. I, I, I think that's one thing that really blew up because of COVID, but will not go away with COVID. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly on that. All righty, Tony Stennett, the uh, Women's Media Relations Director for MTSU, joining us today. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter, Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're joined now by Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders for the Blue Raider Insider Report. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody. Middle Tennessee couldn't find enough offensive consistency to spoil former head coach Kermit Davis's return to the Murphy Center last night. The Blue Raiders fought hard, particularly on the backboards, but Ole Miss, who is now 4-0, was just too much down low and wore MT down with tough defense. The Rebels left with a 70-51 decision. It was the first time since Davis left prior to the 2018-19 season that he's been 
been back in the Murphy Center, where he won 178 times as head coach of the Blue Raiders. He left middle as the program's all-time leader in wins, with a 332-188 record compiled over 16 seasons. The Blue Raiders got off to a slow start on the offensive end, only hitting two of their first 17 shots and never really got a handle on scoring consistently against Ole Miss's tough defense. Sophomore Tyler Millen came off the bench for Middle Tennessee and gave a spark in the first half to keep the score close. He hit a three-pointer and a layup as part of a run to cut the Rebel lead to 20-14, just over five minutes left in the first half. But Ole Miss uh, recovered and went into halftime up 32-22. And uh, in the second half, Ole Miss started the second half on a 14-2 run, and uh, that was the knockout punch. Junior Dontrell Schuler playing against his older brother, Rebel guard Devontae Schuler, finished with a game-high 19 points, 17 coming in the second half. He hit seven of his 17 shots. The Blue Raiders now will travel for their first true road game of the season on Saturday. They will play Bellarmine in their first contest away from Murphy Center since November 27th, which was five games ago. The Saturday game against Bellarmine will be at Freedom Hall in Louisville, and Bellarmine will travel back to Murfreesboro and play on Monday night. So the uh, look forward to uh, going to Bellarmine and the Raiders bouncing back. All right, let's talk women's basketball tonight at Murphy Center, 6.30, as the Lady Raiders host Troy. The uh, matchup will uh, see sees Troy coming in with a 3-2 and two record overall, while Middle Tennessee is 0-3. The Lady Raiders fell to TCU 83-77 on Sunday. Anastasia Hayes just missed a triple-double with 28 points, a career-high 14 rebounds, and she also had 8 assists. Be sure and tune in to Dick Palmer and Dwayne Hickey on Right here on WGNS uh, this evening. Also, the TuneIn app is available, and the pregame show begins at 6 o'clock tonight. All right, let's turn to football news. The signing period in December started yesterday. Middle Tennessee announced three student-athletes to continue their football careers with the Blue Raiders. And uh, the Blue Raiders welcomed uh, quarterback Nicholas uh, Vatiato out of Plantation, Florida, wide receiver Elijah Metcalf from Charlotte, North Carolina, and local safety standout Jacob Thomas from Tullahoma High School. You can find out all the particulars on those young men as uh, they are available on GoBlueRaiders.com. It's interesting how different schools around the league uh, looked at the December signing period. Middle Tennessee and several other schools signed low numbers of players expecting the availability of transfers to go way up prior to the February signing period. But Charlotte signed 17, FIU 13, FAU 17, Louisiana Tech 9, Marshall 9, Middle 3, North Texas 16, Old Dominion 18, Rice 18, Southern Miss 11, UAB 10, UTEP signed only one player, UTSA 14, and Western Kentucky signed three. So as you can see, it was kind of all over the board, depending on what each school's philosophy was going into the December signing period. All right. Again, Lady Raider basketball coming up at the top of the hour with Dick and Dwayne, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. All righty, Chip. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Ray Moore Insurance, Steve Ruckert. 
and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Stennett. He's the Media Relations Director for Lady Raider Basketball. Uh, the Lady Raiders tonight at home against Troy. Uh, you'll hear that game right here on WGNS. And Tony, I know we talked about how times are different. And typically on a game day, of course, y'all are out of school now. What does that consist of as far as what the, the, the young women go through? Well, uh, you know, to start, like you said, um, we'll just look at this both ways. Right now, what do they do with no class? So with no classes, um, they'll have, because they're here, their meals still have to be provided, even though there's no classes. So, for example, today they would get up and have breakfast. Uh, Normally, we would meet somewhere for breakfast, but because of COVID, the breakfast, they, the ladies order what they want. Last night, they're told, you know, which restaurant will be used, and they'll place their order, and that is picked up and delivered to them this morning. And then uh, for a game tonight at uh, 6.30, our shoot-around would be at 12.30. So after they have breakfast, they're free until uh, they'll head over to the arena around 11.45. They'll get, you know, whatever they need in the training room, come in, have shoot around well they'll watch film at around noon then have shoot around at 12 30 then they'll have a pre-game meal around 1 15 to 1 30 and then they're dismissed back to their apartment and uh they'll come back to the arena around 4 45 to start preparing for that game now when class is in session uh pretty much that schedule holds except get up you know have breakfast and then they would go to their classes and um the shoot-around is scheduled so that, you know, all the young ladies can go to their classes and then still have time, you know, to be at shoot-around so that you're really not missing anyone for that. And another interesting thing is um, on the road, Coach Ensel always builds in time during, during the point in time when we have classes that um, there's study hall on the road and uh, opportunity for the for the players, you know, to still take care of their academics. Um, 
you know, and not just be away from from uh, town and not not going to class or anything. And like we said, now with virtual learning and so forth, there's a lot more they can have access to than previously. I know, Coach, I don't have the um, the GPA numbers and all of that for this semester. I do know that Coach Insel told the team yesterday that he was exceedingly pleased um, with that part of everything, that part of the program, especially in this past semester and, you know, the past year really with the virtual learning and, and everything being so different. Let me ask you this, um, and this is not just for the women's team. It can be, the men, it can be any sport. Me and Preston O'Neill, who joins me every Friday, will, will tomorrow – um, when this all started, we joked, we remember when we were in college, you know, you got a, you got a free night. Well, you know what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to go out and you're going to party. How are the coaches at MTSU, including Coach Hensel, have handled that? Do they tell them, hey, don't go to bars, don't do this, don't, they can't monitor them 24-7. So a lot of that falls back on, the athletes happen to buy in. Hey, if we want to play, we got to stay away from big crowds and things like that because the big crowds are back now at different establishments. That's right. And, um, you know, I, I can go back to football to begin with, uh, being around the practices and around around Coach Stockstill and his team. It was literally every day that he reminded those guys at the end of practice that, their opportunity to play rested upon them doing the right thing, staying in their apartment, uh, not getting out, you know, not. And, and the thing is, um, I believe that shows more discipline, uh, especially for the teams that, that prove they, you know, follow protocol and got to play is, as you mentioned, when we were in college and had a day off the next day we know what we would do on like thursday night you know and go out and oh yeah thursday big time. night yeah um, that was the night you know and uh a lot more well i don't want to say more opportunities in murfreesboro then but certainly different types of opportunities right here around campus you know motion spaces we could go down that uh road another time but anyhow um that was with class now with no classes and the opportunities there, I think it takes even greater discipline not to go out. Um, and I think it also takes people in your bubble or like in your quad and your living arrangement, uh, kind of policing each other. If, if someone's in that apartment that kind of wants to, it's on you to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, so that was a real sticking point with football. And I think that you would have to agree that, um, Coach Insel, I mean, Coach Stock still got the point across because, uh, you know, as you pointed out, we got in nine games, uh, which put us in the top percentage in the country for the number of games played and getting started on time. And, you know, I give Chris Massaro a lot of credit for getting that schedule put together like he did. And then Coach uh, Stock still and his assistants uh, and the players really getting the, the word out and policing one another. I think what you saw later in the year is, um, like you said, you know, you do everything you can to try to prevent it, and then um, things just happen. And I think here late in the year, what happened with some of this, uh, 
COVID and injuries, contact tracing, all of that, also lends itself to the fact that numbers across the board, you know, across the USA are spiking as well. So this kind of makes it more difficult. You know, the women's, women's basketball, Coach Insel is also adamant, you know, reminding them all the time that, you know, we can't afford not to have one player, you know, but with contact tracing and the way they, they live together three or four in an apartment, if one player gets it, you're pretty much down three or four players because of quarantine and so forth. Um, and everything had been going really well for the women, passing all the tests, no problems at all, and then, bam, you know, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, um, there was a player test positive, and then, uh, you know, that that's bad enough. But then, really, the real scare was Coach Insel testing positive that same day, um, you know, because Coach Insel's no spring chicken, although he still gets around like one. Uh, but but he came through it in, in fine fashion. But as as much as that team stayed in and, you know, was only around one another and monitoring things, it still happened. So, um, you know, I, I think the coaches have done a really good job getting the point across. But then at the end of the day, I think it boils down to the players having self-discipline and, you know, being good leaders to police one another within your, within your dwelling, um, with the message really being two things. One, you don't want to get sick and spread that to other people. And two, if you, if you truly want to play and get on the court or the field or whatever it may be, um, then, then you have to sacrifice some things now for the, for the good of everyone. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a lot library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for Lady Raider Basketball, joining us today. Um, Tony, um, looking ahead uh, in the spring, Blue Raider Baseball, I I thought they had really done some nice things last year. under Coach Toman and had a really good RPI. They played a really tough schedule, had a couple nice wins. Um, what do you think the expectations are for that group this year? Well, I think they're um, even heightened from what they were last year. I think Coach Toman felt great about his team uh, going into conference play. And as you remember on that uh, 
that Thursday when everything went crazy, the baseball team was on their way to Jackson, Mississippi, to open conference play against Louisiana Tech on that Friday and then got called back. But, um, you know, sound pitching, all those guys that were doing so well last year, they all got a free year. And, um, you know, Monty, like you mentioned, playing some – had a good RPI. But to me, the thing about that RPI was how competitive we were against some really, really good teams. You know, to Coastal Carolina, to do what we did there, open with North Carolina, had played Alabama. So the record wasn't stellar, but um, the fact that the team was so competitive in all of those games, I think told us a few things. One is that um, we were continuing to have exceptional pitching. You know, in their first year as a staff two years ago, our pitching was kind of the difference. Uh, and Coach Bunn did a wonderful job in that regard. Uh, and then last year it took a step forward. Um, and all of those guys will be back, plus some, some heralded recruits. And then the other part is when you're in those games against those teams and they're low-scoring and competitive, not only are you pitching well, but you, you've got guys who are competing, you know, who are finding ways to stay in the game. And if you do that, then hopefully in the late innings can find a way to win. But I think Coach Tolman is very, very pleased with the group that he has. It's a very good-looking team, um, well-developed. I mean, spent a lot of time here in the fall in the weight room, had a really good fall on the field. Things that's interesting is um, they got all those players back with a free year. Uh, they've actually got like 50, I think anywhere from 52 to 55 on the roster. So uh, there's a lot there, and I do think, you know, this year they do not have to cut down to like 32 per NCAA rules because of that. Now, there probably will be some cut downs, but, um, but there's, you know, like I said, 50-something players, so there's a lot to choose from. And I think the other thing there is um, that creates a lot of competition within the ranks which is, you know, always a good thing. Well, look, looking forward and hopefully we'll see the Blue Raider 9 this year. Tony, again, uh, tonight, MTSU's women host Troy. In your talks with Coach Insel, what are some of the keys to this game, you think? Well, one, I believe, is, um, you know, even though Troy's going to play the way they play, I believe uh, one big thing is, you know, playing tough defense, uh, trying to limit them making their shots tougher and not giving up the easy layups and stuff like that. Like I said, they are outstanding on the boards. We've won the battle of the boards last two games. So um, getting, getting on the glass and rebounding will, will be a big key. And then the big thing, you mentioned it earlier, is avoiding those runs, um, not getting comfortable. Like you said, you could be up or down eight points, and, and that game could just change in a matter of the two-minute spurt uh, based on the way Troy plays. And, you know, another thing in that regard, too, Tony, it's not that middle can't play fast, but you've talked about their lack of depth thus far or, you know, playing with a short bench. When teams play like Troy does, they lure you in to to playing their game. They speed you up. I would think that would be a key. Middle sticks with what it does and doesn't get trapped into playing Troy's game. Yeah, I totally agree because, uh, you know, the Lady Raiders can play that style of basketball and can get up and down with anybody. However, uh, with the bench being what it is and so forth and 
still not quite, you know, where we want to be as far as conditioning. I don't know that that's a game you want to try to play with a team like Troy for 40 minutes. All right, Tony, we appreciate you joining us as always, and good luck to the Lady Raiders tonight. All right, thanks, Monty. You've been listening to All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. The coach, Preston O'Neill, joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Start your day with the Wake Up Crew with John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. They're big. They're, They're big, Andy. Andy. Yeah. Oh, we said it at the same time. Oh, my gosh. We're finishing our own sentences now. Start your day. We have definitely been working too long together. News, traffic, weather, and fun. Well, that was good help for Dalton's age group and for right. your age group. Right. You know, she mentioned AARP and younger people. The Wake Up Crew. <laughs> I hate you. Weekday mornings, 6 to 7.50 on News Radio WGNS.